Mm-hmm. If a if a man wants to have sex with a woman, what does he have to do for that woman? Hmm, the things that she wants him to do in order to like make her feel safe, feel comfortable, attracted to him, romantic, set up an environment. And we want you won't and we want to have sex with you. So what are we gonna do? All the things. And as women, you what you want from men? A lot of things. But in this in in this case, <laughs> in this particular case, yes, we want you to be emotionally vulnerable. So. What, so when it makes sense that you do the thing to make the man more comfortable to like do that, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. Like, hey, tell me, oh. tell me. See, 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 exactly. That's how I feel. Oh. Yeah, tell me, tell me how you feel. How you feel? <laughs> tell, tell, tell me, tell me everything about how you feel and tell me what you thought. Tell me, like, no, damn, get off me. Like, I'm not comfortable. Mm. Hey, what up, everybody? It's your boy, Brandon, and I am joined today by the beautiful, excuse me, my beautiful partner and co-host. Hey, y'all, it's Yandra. Welcome to another episode of the Buffet Podcast with, you know, I just said it, Brandon, it's Yandra. Where we give you endless food for thought. Yes, yes, you're in my head. Mm-hmm. Come eat with us, y'all. Yeah, we started this podcast to review the questions we've asked and continue to ask each other since we started dating. You can expect for our conversations to be real, raw, and sometimes spicy. We are young professionals based out of the Houston area, and we both have backgrounds in counseling. Mm-hmm. You can expect for us to ask a lot of questions, um, but we won't have all the answers. So come eat with us. Mm-hmm. Let us know. All right, so we're beginning to today, babe. In this episode 71. 71. Mm-hmm. Um, let's start with the date night segment that I'm trying to make a thing. I feel very much like Gretchen. Stop trying to make fetch a thing. You don't know that reference because you haven't seen Mean Girls. Oh, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately. I guess. But we're going to get you there, babe. It's a classic. Yeah, I mean, it's referenced a lot. So it eventually is. I'll get there. We'll see. We're we going to pop that cherry. Um, so w- the date night segment that I wanted us to introduce is just a sharing about a recent date night that we had. Some good things that happened there. And yeah, give you all some inspiration for date nights if you're looking for some. Mm-hmm. And also feel free to let us know how some of y'all dates have been. Some mm-hmm. Give me some, some good memorable dates that y'all may have been on or planning on going to. Let us know. We might want to take something to take that and use it for our own. Yeah, try it out. All right, so go ahead, babe. I know last time. Last I, time you did yeah. answer. Okay, y'all, we went to go see Gibeon. And if you don't know who Gibeon is, he's an R&B artist. And I really enjoy his music. And we had a really good time. I feel like Brandon had a significantly better time than what he had at the Alex Isley concert. We it was were less sit- annoyances. Yes, we were sitting down. We also had like entertainment from the folks who were in the crowd with us. The yes. girl next to us was a Gibeon all around super. Us. Yeah, they were like all the women around us were like, Gibeon is my man. I'm in love with him. And he has this song um, where he says like pretty brown skin in Houston. I saw you from a mile away. And so he like walked into the crowd and he's like, is she here? And they're like, ah! It's me, it's me, it's me. He's like, is she here? Like, ah, 
it's me, it's yeah, me. He's like, crazy. you can't all be her. <laughs> it, can't all, it can't be all y'all. It can't be all of y'all. I think like, somebody I passed out. I think somebody did pass out. He had to stop the show because he went for to get Travis Scott it. Yeah, someone did pass out. The girl in front of us, who is not brown skinned, by the way, was like, it's me. I'm right here. I'm like, girl, stop. Stop the cap. Mm-hmm. Okay. Big cap. Big cap. They big don't cap. Hear that, they don't hear that part. Caperoni. They don't hear that. It's just a girl in Houston. They they totally ignore the brown skin part. Mm-hmm. But it was very good. We had a good old drink. It was very tasty. The drink was not the experience that we had again at Alex Isley, where it was like pre made. I think you said they made it in front of you. Mm-hmm. It was good. It's a real bar. Mm-hmm. A real bar. It was nice. And the music hall here in Houston, which is next to Post, is very um, spacious and like a, a much bigger venue than I. Anticipated it being Yeah for real Yeah and the The performance And production value Was significantly higher Um There was lights And like Live band Live band It was just like a It was a A mood A vibe It was It was was Crazy And we had a dude in the back Behind us Just like ad living Yeah What I'm like What Where is he Where's What's going on right now But yeah it was amusing One of the girl called me out You feel me it was, Yeah it was like I see your girl She's singing Why you not singing Are you even a fan I'm like Leave me alone I'm singing in my head <laughs> Yes that was Brenda's line I'm singing in my head She didn't come back for him He was singing sometimes Yeah The little bit of words That you knew Sometimes I was like Hearing something And I was like Is that is that my man singing these words? Because you really don't be singing in the house the way that I be singing no, in the house. No, I don't. I don't. No. Yeah. But, but it yeah, was good. It was good. It was a really good time. So I'm going to... This was a good time, right? Yeah. So yeah. another vote for an R&B concert. Get the feels. Hear the good music. Mm-hmm. Sing your little heart out. It, for a good portion of it, at least the first like two or three songs, it was just a sing along. I'm like, we can't even hear Giveon. We just in here singing with him. Like mm-hmm. this is not mm-hmm. a concert anymore. It was good. Yeah, but it was really good. It was a fun time. Excellent date. Yeah. Thank you, babe. Mm-hmm. It happened like yesterday, so <laughs> So it's still fresh. Yeah, still, still riding fresh, the baby. high. That's facts. Okay, that's a good one. Like going mm-hmm. to a concert together, anything of the arts and stuff like that, it's usually a good, a good, uh, good idea, I guess. Oh man, assuming both of y'all are into that type of thing, but I, y'all bang with us, so I'm assuming y'all do. Mm-hmm. It's a good experience. Yeah. Yeah. All right, bet. On to the next part. All right, we are moves booshing it, first plate in it. Okay, all right. So we going. So is this still still the first plate? The the date night is not a first plate. Anymore? No, the date night is a date night. Mm, fair enough. Fair a enough. Moves bouche is a moves bouche. <laughs> Give it its space. All right, what's that moves bouche? Okay, so I have a video for y'all from TD Jakes. It's an older video, um, and we're gonna listen to it and respond. Okay. His body trusting her, it's not about his heart trusting her because we are about our hearts the way you are about your bodies. I want to know are you safe to love? I want to know can I trust you with love? I want to know if I tell you my secrets, will you respect me in the morning? Am I the only man in here? Where are my brothers at? 
if I tell you what it was really like to grow up in my house, will you not act funny when we go to the family reunion? Or will you sit up there with your lips all swollen up and create a problem for me because you can't control your emotions? And I want to know that if I tell you what really happened in the house, will you in a fit of anger turn on me and use what I told you in a moment of weakness against me? Because if you do that, you're telling me that I cannot trust you. And you teach me to shut up. Every time you betray my trust, you seal in me another layer of silence. And when I scream, I die screaming and you can't hear me and you never know why I died because you taught me not to talk to you when you use my talk against me. Emotions emotions you say we have no emotions you haven't got a clue we got emotions you never even saw we got screams you haven't heard we got poetry that's never been written we've got love shut up in our hearts and in our minds and in our guts our bowels our loins that never reaches you That was in. It's a two minute clip. Yeah. It was a little bit long. Ooh. Guess I should have forewarned y'all. The TD be, 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 be talking, don't yeah. he? He be saying the same, boy. He, be, he know how to get a message across, but. Mm-hmm. In the bowels. In the, in the bowels and the loons. Like, okay. Okay. What's your immediate response to that, babe? It's, it's a lot of truth in that. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree. I think that's a. Uh, a lot of truth in that. It has a uh Yeah, that's true. It's it's very hard for a guy in general just to be vulnerable. I mean, there's some people who are, you know, comes easier to than others, but I'm saying just in general, mm-hmm. uh being vulnerable emotionally is not something that is encouraged in boys and men. Uh which is kind of funny cuz like the people cuz the people in which we learn not to show that in which to it comes from women because black people are very, it's a matriarchal nine times out of 10, you grew up with surrounded by nothing but women. You probably learned those lessons from women. Mm-hmm. So you grow up, you know, and then, then of course the men around you also kind of reinforce that as well. But it's just kind of like, you know, you're a boy, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you don't cry. You know what I'm saying? You tough it up. You don't, you know, like you don't be acting like a bitch, that type of stuff. And then you grow up, you get in a relationship and then suddenly Everything they told you that you shouldn't be doing, now that now all of a sudden they want it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's a large, there's definitely for sure a large fear that if I tell you something, it will, it's not in confidence. You know, it, it is, uh, it's only in confidence. And so as long as I do not anger you in some way further down the line. It will, and it, that it can and will be used against you in a court of law. Yeah, yeah. So I would think just for like in, in general, once that happens, like one time, like we we've seen or heard, you know, online like a lot of people complain that like, hey, you know, it'd be one girl who do a do a, a man dirty, and then like hey, he becomes a monster, and he runs and he treat and he breaks number of hearts after that. It's like you just you. Like, 
dude learns quick. You know, you sometimes learn too quick. If it's the first time something I say to you, like from the heart or something, like, I, I, I'm allow myself to be vulnerable with you, and then it's used against me, or you fuck around and tell your best friend, or you, or you always ends up in a group chat, or you tell your mom because you and your mama got some what, very close relationship. I'm, I, I can never, I can't trust you no more. I can't. I'm. I know now. I can't tell you certain things. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, it sounds like in this particular clip, one of the things that he says is like, you're teaching me what I can tell you. And that's a big part of any relationship. Like Mm -hmm. you may already have your guards, your barriers, like your walls built up when you're entering into something. And that's natural, right? We've had other experiences that teach us what we're comfortable with sharing. So anytime you enter into a relationship, you're testing the waters to make sure that it is a place that you can feel safe enough to share what your truths are and be vulnerable. And so if you do something to show that you can't be trusted, you're, you run the risk, a very high risk of like shutting that part of that person off from you forever. I guess my thought process or like my, a part of my response to it is like, that could be true for of both sides. And then where does that leave you? Like if if we enter into a situation that's like I have walls built up and I have barriers and I have, you know, these things that I'm expecting you to kind of help me process and get through. And then you also have walls and barriers or things that you feel like you, you need to like process in order to be vulnerable. What are we going to do? We just going to be standing on opposite sides of walls and like not actually be able to communicate. So I feel that w- would be my only concern of this is like if if I'm the teacher for you, aren't you also the teacher for me? Like if if a, a negative thing happens and you feel shut off and then that incur- like my response to that is now I am also shut off. We can't even have a relationship anymore. Someone's going to have to at a certain point be the bigger person or do some type of leveling to say like hey we can't just yeah i mean dead this forever or we might as well just dead this relationship yeah and in a uh ideal relationship yeah that's usually what happens that's not what happens in real life you know it, it two people come out of crossroads especially in a relationship that i i believe it's been kind of the understanding that like the guy will take it on the chin so if, like i'm feeling some type of way you feeling some type of way the man is usually going to be like, "Fuck it, I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take it and then like cater to you and let you like reach whatever resolution you feel like you need in order to move forward." And I'm just going to sit here in silence and not, you know, not because my problem is not going to be taken seriously. Mm. I don't think that's fair. I know. I'm just it's absolutely it's absolutely not fair. And I think T D T D uh Jason indicated like t- at towards the very beginning, it was like the way that women treat are protective about their bodies and getting giving away sex, that's that's how men feel about like their emotions and being vulnerable in in front of people. Like that's something that is is reserved only for the 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 most highly trusted of people. Mm. Like highly high like I have to I have absolute like truth and belief that you would you would never ever you would die with this information and a lot of women have proven that they not that that they they, they, they something they prove that to 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 the people they're in a relationship with i mean i'm sure the same can can, can be true uh for women and men mm-hmm. when it comes to like you know cheating and things of that nature but i'm saying like for for men in general it is that that vulnerability part that that 
really fucks us up. Like you hurt us emotionally. That's that's a betrayal that like you can't come back from. Yeah, that's rough. I mean, I I, I hear what you're saying and think that. And think that that leaves everyone in a sore spot because. Yeah, for sure. I, oh, my fault. No, go ahead. That, yeah, yeah, I think because of that, I think a lot of men believe this to be true when they go on the ritual. It's like, it's society don't give a shit about how men feel or do the issues that you got going on. They don't give a fuck about none of that. They just care about what you can produce and what you, and what you can do. And. Society kind of reinforces that, you know what I'm saying? Like every you see anything with like a a man being like emotional or something like that is is made like it's it's downgraded. You know what I'm saying? Like people was making fun of Drake because he was singing songs about his emotions when he first came out. Like every time it looks like a man is trying to do something like that, it, you know it it is not given like the oh you know like thumbs up, awesome, this is amazing, this is something we want to see. So we see like okay, obviously it's not something you want to like that's acceptable you know for for us to do and you know that like i said before just like the fear of it being used against us is just it doesn't make it doesn't make sense you know uh for us to do that so it's reserved generally for like our closest of friends boys so that's what you know that kind of goes and ties into like why it feels like a lot of dudes seem like weirdly close to their to their boys as opposed to like their their girlfriends or significant others because like they got that trust um and I was going somewhere else with this, but I lost it. Well, I hope you find it. <laughs> what I would add about what you're saying, the other thing that I think about men's emotions, like in public spaces, it has to be extreme in order for other people to understand. Like a man can't have the same emotional response to something that a woman can without it. Like you're saying, like it, it being made fun of or mm. being seen as trivial. If it's extreme, then it's okay. Or like it's understandable. Yeah, I mean, I feel like for guys, are the only emotions that seems to be acceptable for us to express is either it's like anger or like humor, you know, like anger and like happiness and stuff. And anger, and, but mostly anger. Like if you if you see a dude yelling, that's like okay, that makes sense because that's what dudes. Are. If a woman starts yelling, you're like, lower your tone. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. I don't know. It's, it's, it feels like, yeah, like you said, the emotional variety that men are allowed to express outwardly is very limited as opposed to a woman. Did it come back to you yet? No. I'm sorry. No. 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 That's okay. It'll come back when it come back. It'll probably come back in like an inopportune time, but we'll get to it when it does. Yeah. The last thing that I wanted to add in thinking about this is thinking about the range of emotions like to what we were just saying, like the range of emotions that people that men in particular have and that they don't get to express. Cause one of the things that he was saying is like, you can't hear us. Like we could be screaming out about these things and like experiencing these things and have things that are unexpressed, but you can't hear us. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if from your perspective, whose responsibility is it to, to get that out Is it the man's responsibility To like get that out Is it the woman's responsibility To cultivate an environment In which You know The man can be heard Like how do we fix it Uh, I'm writing out my thoughts So I don't forget it But Okay So you're asking me I just want to confirm that you You're asking who Whose responsibility is For the message that like 
if we have something that we want you to know, or we're trying mm-hmm. to tell you something, is it our responsibility to tell you, or is it your responsibility to make like make an easy space for me to tell you? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that I definitely think it's a, it's a I think it's both. Absolutely, it's both. I think uh, in this in this scenario in which we're outlining, it, it is kind of the woman's responsibility to kind of help cultivate an environment where men feel safe in order to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, it's kind of, I try. Okay, this so to bring it back to the comparison about women and their bodies and men and their emotions. Mm-hmm. If a if a man wants to have sex with a woman, what does he have to do for that woman? Hmm, the things that she wants him to do in order to like make her feel safe, feel comfortable, attracted to him, romantic, set up an environment. And we want you won't and we want to have sex with you. So what are we gonna do? All the things. And as women, you what you want from men? A lot of things. But in this in in this case, <laughs> in this particular case, yes, we want you to be emotionally vulnerable. So. What, so when it makes sense that you do the thing to make the man more comfortable to like do that, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? so yeah. Like, hey, tell me, oh. tell me. See, 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 exactly. That's how I feel. Oh. Yeah, tell me, tell me how you feel. How you feel? <laughs> tell, 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 tell me, tell me everything about how you feel. And tell me what you thought. Tell me, like, no, damn, get off me. Like, I'm not comfortable. Mm-hmm. What will make you? Com- what do you think would make men more comfortable? I don't know. I, I think each guy is different. Just like when, when men ask, hey, you know, what will make all women comfortable in order to get that booty up? Every woman is different. Every man is different. Every man got different traumas, different issues going on. Some dudes can tell you, you know, they can come into the relationship being, hey, I, you know, I can tell you, you know, X, Y, and Z, no problem. Some people need a little prodding sometimes. Some people just need, some guys just need a little bit of time to see how you move. Okay, cool. I'm ready. Um, so it's just, you got to play it. By ear, that's a good. I think that's a very good question that you need to ask. That that needs to be asked uh, for two men mm-hmm. that you're like interested in a, in? In a relationship, yeah. interested in stuff like that. Yeah. So like, just like a man, the man asking immediately, like, or not necessarily ask like outright, but they tra- they gathering information. Giving up, yeah, like cheat. that's one of the first questions. Be like, yo, yeah. what 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 needs to happen? What can I do to make you feel more comfortable to get so I can get what I want out of this? Mm-hmm. So like, why can't you do the same thing? Mm. Um, to continue on, I guess about who is kind of responsible for communicating. The, excuse me, my, my fault. Yeah, my you already said. y'all saw that, right? Nope. You saw him hit me on nope. the internet. Nope. Didn't you see it? Nope. He was I'm like, cut all that bling, out. bling 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 blah blah blue And I hit him back it was, because I'm not that type of woman. It's happening again. It's happening again. I'm Keanu Reeves and you. <laughs> Hovering hand, hand, I hover handed you. Mm. You bling bling block blue. blue. Mm. Yeah, soft touch. (laughs) So the another point I wanted to to make is that when it comes to the communication part of like expressing how you feel, how we feel, or and like women not being able to hear it, I think that goes to or back to what you're saying. It's like yeah, it's a it's a it's a breakdown in communication. Mm When it comes to emotional vulnerability and stuff like that, I think the standard has been like women's language. Mm. So that's the only language that women understand, and that's and then those are the women who are those are the people who are pushing for that emotion to be expressed mm-hmm. to them, but they want to hear it how they do it, and and it seems like they there is no willingness or even like consideration to learn how men communicate. 
because like how men communicate is different than how women communicate. So so when men try to do it, we get hit. We hit get hit back with the tonage, or I don't like how you said it. But it's like this is my language. This mm-hmm. is how I. This is how I communicate to you. This is how I'm best going to be able to communicate how I'm feeling to you. I can't learn a new language and then be able, and I'm not fluent in that. So I, so the, the, the messaging is going to be lost. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so it's like you, you don't, you can't, you can't, you can't express yourself and I, and Spanish anywhere close to how, how well you can in like your native tongue. Yeah. So, so it, it, it doesn't, but it doesn't feel like the other side who's demanding of this information is willing to like learn my language. And it doesn't seem fair. So it's like, as a man, it's like, did, did a man just tell me or, you know, be more vulnerable and tell me how you feel and things of that nature. But like, it has to be how she speaks. But it's like that. No, like I'm, I have a way how I can communicate it, but you're by you. I mean, women in general are making mm-hmm. it, making it seem like that's not good. And so it's like beggars can be choosers here. You know, you you want this information. I'm I'm willing to tell it to you, but this is how I say it. But if you don't want to hear it like that, then fuck it. I'm not gonna say nothing. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good point. It makes a lot of sense, babe. I think that that's not something that I, I don't think that that's something that women walk into a relationship expecting to be true. Though I think that like learning that men and women communicate in a different way. If you haven't had any intimate experience, like living in, a, well, no. No, there, it wouldn't matter. No, it doesn't. Yeah, I'm you. thinking like I. It's not that I don't know any men or like haven't lived with my dad. The way that he's going to talk to me is not the way that he's going to talk to another man. Mm-hmm. It's not the way that maybe even he talks to my mom. So even like having that second hand experience of seeing it doesn't. Mm-hmm. They they don't have the type of intimate conversations in front of me that they would have that would. You know, give me the opportunity right. to have the purview to know that, like, I need to listen in this way or that, like, he's going to express himself in this way. And this is how I best respond to it to make him feel seen and to make him feel heard. Right. So I think experience is the best teacher. And so that's why I feel like when we, when I was asking the question earlier of, like, responsibility, I definitely think it's a shared responsibility because it's like we are both at a disadvantage here. Mm hmm. I don't know how to listen to you because I haven't had any practice listening to you. I know how to listen to other women. I know how to listen to myself and I know how to communicate. And I have been taught that my way is the right way. There so it is. I think that what I'm doing is correct. I'm That's trying to help you get to the to this promised land of the right way because I think that not only is it the right way, it's the only way. Yes. That, There's no it. other way for you that's to it. be able to do this thing. And so you're coming at me like I can do this, but I can do this. Can I do this my way? Because that'll make it easier for me to be able to do this. Also, I'm not very comfortable with doing this. Mm-hmm. And a woman is like, "No, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but your way is stupid. Yeah, why yeah. Can, can you try? Why you won't try to do it the way that I want you to do it? You you can't do it. Are you sure you need to try? So yeah, I, mean, I hear you. It's a lot. It's a lot of emotional arrogance that a lot of women have. You know. And I, I can't. I almost can't blame them because, like, that's what's been kind of like taught to them, kind of sort of. That's like they they have never had to face a world in which, like, it, how you communicate has been, I guess, uh, told that was wrong mm-hmm. in some way. You know, um, so I think a lot of women come into the relationship just just automatically just assuming like this is the only way, and if you can't meet that the what I believe to be the standard. 
that was means that you must be incompetent in some way. So mm-hmm. let me educate you. So it comes. It's a little arrogant. It can be a little condescending a little bit. Um. Yeah. Yeah. But, but what is funny is, is I feel like this information has been known, at least by men, for decades minimum. But somehow women seem to like not pick that up. Like women has been, I mean, men have been saying like, yo, we talk, we speak differently. This is how we speak. This is what it looks like. And then women's like, no, 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 no. You wrong. You wrong. I'm like, what, what more can we do to let you know? What do you want yeah. from me? I... I don't know, babe. I don't know that I've been in a space where I've like had this realization forever, or that it is something. It's not necessarily a realization. I'm saying like the information is so. It's like this. This realization, that information to come to that realization has not. It's not hidden. It's not. It's it's, new information. It's not like you trip and fail and you found it under like some secret in the cave in the Amazon and you found the secret knowledge. Like this knowledge has been like available for like consumption for decades. That men have been screaming it from the mountaintops. Well, that that speaks to the value of the information. If people are devaluing the information and don't regard it as information that they should use for their betterment, then mm-hmm. that's why it's not widely recognized as a truth. Because it's like, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but so what? That, so what do you think that? What do you think that says about how women view men and then like their ability to communicate and their ability to recognize their own emotions? What do I think that says about women's? Like, what do you think that says about the overall belief in, that women have towards men and their ability to communicate their emotions and be aware of their own emotions and things and what they want and need? I don't think that women believe that men are capable of that. So, in some ways, yeah. I think that I think that they're for the acceptable mm-hmm. emotions or the emotions that we are prepared to see in men that we've all like again we've all been socialized and had the same education around emotions like it's while your education was different i was right there like as a girl seeing boys be told not to cry or like be mm-hmm. told not to man up and so i was socialized in the same environment and thought like okay well, men express their emotions in these ways, but they don't have any idea about how to express these other set of emotions. So if I'm coming into a situation where I want a man to be able to express his emotions, then I'm going to have to poke, prod, mm-hmm. coach this person to a place where they would be able to express their emotions to me and in a way that I could understand and that they could also even identify these emotions. Because I think that there is like a... An assumption that you only know the emotions that you've been conditioned to like express. I mean, I think I think there's there's some truth to that. I think because because of that suppression of the emotions from men, like we've learned to like not 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 feel them, but like not acknowledge them, and mm-hmm. so like all the emotions we don't we don't recognize what they are, and then when we have when we're confused. It, 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 it quickly jumps to anger. Mm. So like when you feel confusion, we, the brain doesn't like confusion. So it's mm. easy to it's easy to jump to and be angry mm. instead of being confused because we know anger. Anger is based. Mm-hmm. Babies out the womb know anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, mm. it's cold. I it's a cold game, baby. So I guess the, the follow up to this piece would be, I guess, how can women cultivate an environment in which it is a safe safe space 
I feel like we might have talked about this before, but I'm not hundred percent. But I'm answering the question, asking the question again. Okay. Also, have we moved on from the first plate and we're in the real part? Yeah, I think th- I think we we like segued way into that. <laughs> Ooh, you saw yeah. that smooth. Yeah, that's, that's, smooth it's so smooth. Sailing. We didn't even know we did it. So, in case to, to catch all up, I guess the the main plate is like vulnerability mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how. How or yeah, it, it, it's vulnerable. why is it yeah, important? Why to is be, it important? Yeah, to be emotionally vulnerable in relationships. Mm-hmm. I hope y'all didn't hear that. But um, I, in responding to your question, you said that. Oh, how can women uh, oh, cultivate, cultivate that space? Yeah, I think you cultivate that space in your response to whatever emotional vulnerability you initially get. I think like the clip said, and I I feel like you're saying as well is that like you are teaching a man how much trust he can have in you. Mm -hmm. And each time he shares something with you, even something as small as like how his day went, if he was upset with something, if he was, you know, a little sad about something, worried about something, that kind of little breadcrumb is a test of like, okay, how's this person going to respond to this information? How do they care for me in response to this information? Like, how do they how do they show up for me with this information? Do they hear me? And am I going to be able to continue to share? Because mm. if you've ever seen, if you've ever had the experience of someone like telling you something and then stop telling you that thing, like not sharing that piece of their life anymore, a part of the reason that they stopped is based off of your response the first time. Like, oh, like you know. didn't respond in the way that they were expecting. They weren't comfortable with your response. Your response made them feel like they weren't being seen or heard. If they clam up, then you, you lost them and you have to be, you as the receiver of that information are responsible for, you know, doing your due diligence to make sure that they're in a space that they feel comfortable. And also about like, I think for me, if I truly care about something, I'm going to follow up on it. So if you tell me you're feeling some type of way and like you, we talk about it, you maybe feel resolved after we have a conversation about it. I'm going to give you the space and time to like process it some more. And then I'm going to follow up like, Hey, I know we talked about X the other day. Is that still something that's on your mind? Like, how are you feeling about it now? I think like that type of like follow up and, and investment of energy into something that the person is experiencing also makes a difference. Mm. I hear that. I hear that. But, but I also think that's woman. No, well, I almost, I wouldn't even, wasn't going to go that way. I was just going to say that that, that is situational, not situational, but oh yeah, situational it by on the context. The yeah, context yeah, yeah. And, and if you tell me some it. deep dark secret about your childhood, I'm not just gonna be like, "Hey, on Wednesday you said this thing about booty holes, and I just wanted to follow up and see how you were feeling about that." No, not mm-hmm. that. Yeah, but like something small, I think you should follow up on. I think another thing about like, and this is less cultivating; it's just more like understanding the differences in in the way that men and women communicate. I heard on the Amanda Seals podcast a long time ago, and I think that it was confirmed in the book that we read about like uh, the 
difference in the way that like men and women look at each other when they're communicating so like how men Mm. can be sitting next to each other looking straight ahead having a conversation and like reveal some deep truth about each other but for women it's often like intimate conversation is matched with eye contact with physical closeness things like that and that isn't true of men so like having a conversation when you are driving or when you're walking or when you are like like laying down in bed like pillow talking something like that like those kind of spaces may create more Mm. of the intimacy and the safe environment for a man because you're not having that like i'm staring you in your face while you're telling me this like deep thing yeah i think that you're absolutely correct in that that and that is another communication difference uh, for men, because man, eye contact is is cha- is like a challenge. Mm-hmm. It's like you're if you're making eye contact to me, that's like, like what's up? So so like so for one, so you I mean you you have my absolute attention, but I'm looking at I'm not looking at you from like a oh let's talk about it nicely, and I'm like this we about to go to battle right now. Mm-hmm. So like so, but a lot of women would like try to get, look in your eye and then start yelling at you, and then for for a man's mind, that's like you are like. I'm 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 fighting the the reflex to get into fight mode, so to, so I go into defense, and so it, it makes it be more it's much more comfortable to like not look you straight in the eye because like that means something different for us out here. But I don't think a lot of women understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, yeah. What would you say in response to that question? Like, what do you think? And you can speak in general, or you mm-hmm. can speak specifically to yourself. Like, what things help? Cultivate an environment where you feel like you can be vulnerable. That's a that's a very good question. I think for me personally is because I don't know everybody else. I don't know everybody else. Uh, for me, I feel like it just if I feel like I can I can talk to you. Like if I feel like if I haven't had any. It takes time. Let me just keep it a stack off that, top. That was off the thing top. that I was expecting you off to top. say. Off top, it's going. It's going to take time. It ain't. You're not getting this off first day, off second day, off third day. Like I'm, I'm, I'm open, but open and vulnerable is not the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, for the vulnerability part, it's going to take time. I need to see like history of like you giving a fuck about what I think or what I feel. Like I don't need to feel like if I expressed. Uh, a thought or a belief to you is not immediately like thrown to the side or made to feel less than. Um, if we can peacefully resolve conflict, you know, like if we're, if a conflict can be de-escalated and resolved rather than like, like going and getting escalated and going into like yelling matches and screaming matches. If you, if you are yeller, when you, when you, when you're angry, red flag, I already know I can't, I'm no, I, that means you that to me that means like you have a lower ability uh, a less ability to regulate your emotions when they are heightened mm-hmm. so which means to me that you are more likely to like do some do or say something in the mm-hmm. moment that you will not take back which means if I tell you something it might come back you know you, you might say some shit to hurt me out of spite because when people get angry and stuff like that, that's more likely to that's more likely to happen. Mm-hmm. And I like to see, yeah, like just your general temperament, how your how your general temperament is. So, all of that goes it goes into consideration before we even get into like the time on top of that. 
And how much time? Because I think the thing in in hearing time is like when we equate the emotional vulnerability to women's, you mm-hmm. know, valuing of their bodies, there's only but so much time that that we as a society have come to like normalize before you have sex. Like oh, yeah. it's, it happens after this much time mm-hmm. or like it's normal to have, have it happen after this many dates or whatever. And so I'm wondering if we can put a timestamp on that and say that there is a timeline in which you should feel comfortable to do this. Where is a timestamp for emotional vulnerability? Even if it's not everything, I'm right. not saying open the floodgate, yeah. but I'm saying like, you should be able to tell me like how you feel in general about things. Yeah, I would say within like the first three months in general, but but just like with women and like their bodies, there is there is no generally accepted standard. There is there is no argument that was won with a after the third date or a, a the world said after three months you need to give me or after you know a month thirty days you need to give me give me the cheeks. It it don't that's that don't work like it don't work like that. Every woman is different. Every woman you might be able to get off the first date. You might not even need a date. So some woman is like, hey, you gotta you gotta marry me first. Some woman is like, hey, to, for, for you is right now for for you is is never or three months or whatever it may be. So like I don't think that's a good uh, cool. But at the end of the day, I do believe is whenever we're like you're comfortable. Mm-hmm. But I guess I guess my response to that is like, okay, maybe the, there isn't a universal mm-hmm. agreed upon time. But I do think that men walk into a situation with an expectation of how long it should take. I don't think. Oh, for sex. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think that men are like, it should take up until this point or you right. got this long to be able to make a decision. That's true. And I'm, I'm saying, can, can, is there a space where that standard can be set on the other side of like. Absolutely. It should take but so, so long before you start telling me some of these truths. I yes, I agree. I agree with you. I agree with you on that. Um, I think there should be like a general ballpark or like understanding of like how long it should take before like the the basic amount of like vulnerability um, can be expected. And of course, there's a there's a plus or minus depending on each person, and then mm-hmm. that would be up to the woman to determine like if that's something that you're willing to put up with. Just like if if a woman has a three month rule of no sex, it's up to the man to be like, okay, I can, I, I, I'll wait that out. Or another man be like, no, nah, I'm out. You know what I mean? So like, if I say, hey, I'm six months, and you be like, I'm not, I don't know if I want to wait six months to get some basic, get get the vulnerability out of you, I'm out. Mm-hmm. So you, you just gotta you gotta play that. That's just gonna be part of the the game. But in general, I also do do believe that men don't really have these these conversations. We, there's not a lot of there's plenty of talk about women and in and amongst women about how long you should wait and things of that nature. But it's not a lot of talk amongst men about like how long until you start you know showing or being vulnerable with the person that you're you're dating or in a relationship with. And perhaps there should be it should be more talk about that. Um, but if you were to ask me, excuse me, I would say within the first three months, I feel like you should be at least the basic. I mean, I'm not saying you out here telling them like TDJ said about like, hey, what it was like growing up in your mama house or like, you know, what happened when, you know, look, cousin so-and-so did such and such to you. Like that don't have to, that don't need to come out. That can take however long you feel until you're comfortable talking about it. Just like, you know, with sex, you're not jumping out the gate going straight for, you know, you're not doing it. You know, you're not going straight kink, kink. You know what I mean? Like you got to, you got to, I mean, excuse me, there are some people, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's whatever, but I'm saying in general for the average the, the average person out here, I feel like you know, what I'm saying you're not jumping straight into into sounding. 
Why is that always the example? Because it's such the it's the one that comes to mind that's like wow, that's crazy. That's wild. That you out wild. here, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're not jumping straight into anal. Or are you? You might, but I'm saying I think it's understood that that is a. That's not that's not the general consensus. Yeah, anal is not the first sexual act that you do. No, in general. So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. where I'm at. I feel that, and I feel like we've talked a decent amount about emotional vulnerability. But I like for us to like define it and give some examples of like what it might look like, especially at this basic level that you're talking about of like you know, in one to three months, you should be able to get. This out of a person What does that even look like Another good follow up question We did say we were going to ask questions But we may not always have the answers But for this I guess the basic I think is the openness Mm -hmm. The Within three months I feel like you should be able To be vulnerable in the moment About things that are currently happening Okay, I think that's fair. I think that's a good one. So, like, if you have a bad day, don't hide your bad day from the person that you're dating because you feel like you're trying to protect mm-hmm. them or like protect your image. Just like if someone pissed you off, like yeah. be, be okay saying like, "Hey, this person pissed me off," or you, or if your girl pissed off, "Hey, yo, you made me feel this yeah. way." La da da da. I think that's that that's acceptable. I would hope so because like if you can't get that off, like I don't know how good the relationship, how you going to get better in the relationship, but. I think that should be like the basic level mm-hmm. that you know everyone should get, and then like as you get further along until you get to t- put the time in, and you start seeing that okay, maybe this person you know is worthy of this this precious thing that is your you know deep emotional vulnerability. That's when you start telling like, hey, like when I was such and such, this is what happened. Like X and Y and Z was very abusive, or you know what whatever. Issue or traumas or whatever it may happen, like those things can start coming out further, further down the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think the that's a great like rule of thumb is like you're emotionally vulnerable about what's happening in the moment early on, so the person gets a fuller experience of like you know where you're at, who you are, mm-hmm. and then as your relationship grows and time gets put in, especially like to what he was saying in the clip of like family right like the your family of origin stuff is going to be important for that person to know if they plan on having a family with you and like want to meet your family of origin and Mm -hmm. understand those relationships like being emotionally vulnerable in that way and kind of sharing what what that experience was like i hear that i hear that but i i I, I can't i'm of two minds about that part of td jake's thing about like if i tell you something about what happened what was like growing up in my house are you going to like be able to like Act like nothing happened when you when you were around the family. Like on one hand, like I get that, but on the other hand, it's like, bro, like you really gonna tell me that such and such did this to you, and you want me to just be like, ha ha, what's up, bro? When I see him next, like, no, that's not gonna happen, my guy. I hear you. I mean, I feel like it depends on on what the yeah. offense was, Agreed. Agreed. and if the offense is something that I've been able to move past. Or I mean I guess I think that's the other part of it. If it's the defense is something that I've been able to move past and heal from, mm-hmm. then I would want you to take the time and space, like be upset, especially if it's something that hurt me. Um, but then to get to that healed place with me. Like if especially if I'm sharing it from a healed place. Mm-hmm. Now if I'm still pissed about it, then you got every right to be pissed about it and like show up right. and be pissed. But if I've healed from it, like that's a good point. You know, be empathetic to what that experience was like, but 
the me right now is not upset anymore. So let's go ahead past it. That's real. But what if they're not healed from it, but they're pretending like it is? Because that's, come on. Let's, 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 let's keep it a stack here. Uh-huh. Like there was a lot of bullshit that that grew up go on in our in our in our houses growing up. That that you know have us feeling a t- certain way to this day. To but, this day. To this day. But because you know propriety being what it is, like you are not allowed to. Like you can't talk back to you, to the elders, or your, your your mom or your auntie. You can't express anger or frustration to them. You just got to suck it up and black. I love you. But. And behind closed doors, I know that you really, you really d- dislike these people for what they do to you and how they make you feel. But then when you get around them, you gotta act like nothing, nothing sweet. I know this information. What I'm supposed to do with that? Hmm. I don't know. That's a tough one. If if it were me. Mm-hmm. I'm playing it how you play it. Like, this is still your family of origin. You get to have the relationship with these people that you want to have. And it's always more complicated than what it seems like. I think that that's the other part of, like, trying... One, wanting to be supportive and empathetic towards your partner. So, like, that's fucked up that that happened to you. And I'm Mm -hmm. upset that this person caused you pain at this point in your life and that... You're still having to deal with that Mm. I don't like that I don't want anyone to hurt you I don't want to hurt you I don't want anyone to be the cause of pain or stress in your life So I'm pissed about that But also This is your family of origin And you want to have a relationship with them And so if you want to have a relationship with them And you're not at a place right now Where you're ready to confront it Or Mm -hmm. interested in confronting it I'm going to support you in whatever decision you make Because you don't. I don't want you to go without family. Like I don't want you to feel like you don't have family because mm-hmm. they act in a plum fool. Like I still want. If you want to have family, you want to have a relationship with them, and there isn't any boundary that we can set or that you're comfortable setting right now. I'm a. Le- I'm a. I'm a rock with you. I'm gonna still say something mm-hmm. to you in yeah, private. I'm right. not gonna make a scene. Like how do we best set you up for success before we go into this environment? What boundary do we need to set? Do I need to be the bad guy? Do I need to say, oh no, we don't do that. I don't, I don't like when people talk to him like that. I really would appreciate it if you stop. If that's what needs to happen, then that's fine. Like, I can be the bad guy. And that, gentleman, is how you start cultivating an environment <laughs> of being, feeling comfortable, being emotionally like, vulnerable with your woman. Yeah. Hearing shit like that. Yeah. It's like, oh, like, you, like run the play. What's the play? Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, like, like not feeling like you were alone in this. Yeah, because that's really what it's about. It's like I can't, I can't bully my way yeah, into like, oh, yeah, or or on. act on your emotions. But it, what do you, how you want to play this, right. and whatever way you want to play this, I'm going to act accordingly and make sure that you you feel your best both going into it and mm. leaving the situation. Because that's what it's about. I don't I want nobody that. to hurt you. And, th- and that that speaks says to me that you are on my team. Yeah, like you, you want it, you want, you want us and me to win. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who wouldn't do that. They would just be like, "All right, I'm I'm running the play like this, and I'm also not going to tell you this." So you go to this family reunion, and then something like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, you ain't doing this to my man. Uh, uh-uh, uh, I'm tired of you doing that." I'm like, "Whoa, now you see, the see, block is hot. yeah, the, the block is hot." But you come to me, it's like, "Hey, 
Before we go on in there, what we need to do, you know what I'm saying? I know how you feel about X, Y, and C's situation. We know such and such is going to be there. What we need to do, like, get you get you right right mentally, you know, emotionally before we go in there. How you want to, what you need me to do if, like, you get caught in a moment and you, you know, get a little overwhelmed. Like, what, any signals? You need a signal for me to come see you? What, like, what like what you need? You need me to be the bad guy? You need me to go in and slap a bitch? Like, what's up? What you, mm-hmm. what you need? How you want to play it? Having that right there, that, that would take a large weight. Off my, I'm like, okay, I'm not alone. Like, I got somebody who who support me, and just having that knowledge there can make going into a shitty situation like bearable. Mm-hmm. And I and I think that is true, not only in just like the family issue. That's just in life. Like, yeah. you feel like if you feel like you got a partner who's on your side, you can fucking take over the world. So, I think what you like, what you just demonstrated today, those questions that you just asked me about the hypothetical family reunion or whatever it may be, that is a large message to me that like, okay, I could tell you shit. Like, okay, she makes me feel better. And that is, and that is also one of the things I would look for in like my partner and being able to continue to be vulnerable with you is like, when I tell you these things, do I feel, do I feel exposed or do I feel better? Mm. I'm saying, do I feel oh, like yeah. that? Do, do I feel like I just made a mistake? Do I feel like, like, ugh, I feel like, for example, like for a woman who who gives it up a little too soon or give it to a dude that, and eh, she really feeling it, you feel a little violated, a little, little dirty, a little bit. Do I feel that way when I say that to you, or do I feel like, oh, okay, I like that. This is a good time. Let's do this again. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really good point, babe. I think that, like. I mean, that's what I was saying earlier, like how how the person responds is like an indicator of like if you're cultivating the correct environment, but also how you internally feel Mm -hmm. is like because being vulnerable is a lie. You can't. It's very easy to feel exposed like shit. Am I saying too much? Should I not have said this? Is this too much for this other person to handle? Like Mm -hmm. it feels like a lot. And so if you can leave the situation and feel good about it and like, okay. We could do this again. Like, I'm not scared of doing this again. Um, that's good. And you don't have to. I think another good sign is like, you don't have to have a conversation about being vulnerable again, if that makes sense. Of like, I was vulnerable, but then I didn't feel good about it. So then we had to talk about why I didn't feel good about it and like what we can do differently the mm-hmm. next time. Um, I think that's another good sign of like where we at. That's real. Yeah. All right. You got, we got any more for this part? Last piece. So it's like, why do you think it is? important for people in the relationship to be emotionally vulnerable with each other or feel comfortable, you know, to be emotionally uh, vulnerable. I feel like emotional vulnerability is connected to intimacy. And if you listen to the last podcast where we were talking about like the different relationships and thank you. And the, the like three things that you need in a relationship. So you need passion, you need intimacy and you need commitment. And so in, in most relationships you have some combination of the three, Mm -hmm. but in the like supreme top tier relationship, you Mm -hmm. have all three. Yeah. Yeah. All three equally. Like all all of them. Yeah. Yeah. The Holy Trinity, the Holy Trinity, commitment and intimacy. But I think, Intimacy is the foundation of most close relationships. So in your friendships, you have intimacy. Mm-hmm. In your familiar relationships, you have intimacy. Like the ability to be able to share what you're feeling emotionally, honestly communicate those those mm-hmm. feelings and feel heard and seen is like the cornerstone, I feel like, of a good relationship. And trust. Yeah, and, and trust, right? Like all of those things are the cornerstones of a good relationship. And so if you don't 
have emotional vulnerability, you you probably don't have the relationship that you want. It's probably going to feel very shallow and, and very, um, like, surface level. Mm-hmm. Like, in a situation where it's like you feel like you're surrounded by people, but you st- still feel utterly alone. Mm-hmm. And that's not a place anyone wants to be. People be unaliving themselves behind that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so. What about you? Why do you think it's important? For me, and I would say for men as well, I think it helps helps with the trust. And I think for men, being able to trust their partner is of the utmost importance. So I so if I can't trust you, I can't I gotta I gotta change how I move around you. I gotta I, I can't I can't speak how I wanna speak or how I would like to speak with you. I can't you know, I I it, it I can't be me. Mm-hmm. I can't be myself. And if I can't be myself in like my place of where I'm supposed to be able to be myself or where I'm supposed to be able to lay my head at, it's not it's not gonna be it's not gonna be good. I'm going to I'm gonna seek that out mm-hmm. elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So I think being being able to be emotional emotionally vulnerable will help speed along that process of of, of building the trust and getting there. Well, you can't be emotionally vulnerable without the trust. So it, they play play on each other. Yeah, and it and it it makes it easier for men to get to get to that commitment. Mm. I can tell you that much off top. So if, you know, if I feel like I can get that from you, and you know, what I'm saying you you locked in. That's how you get chose. That's that's how women get chose. That's how that's how women get chose. That's how side chicks become mean. Mm. That intimacy, that level of intimacy, and the trust, mm-hmm. and the and the ability to like. I think a lot of dudes don't that who aren't emotionally vulnerable. If they meet a woman who can make them feel that way, like that's top tier. You you got them forever. I mean, but that's just me talking. I mean, yeah, I I think that's true, though. I think yeah. that there's people who are not conscious of right. that desire mm-hmm. and or or their consciousness of it. They're writing off. Right. They're like sleeping under the rug. Like, but our relationship is so great. We have all these other things. So, mm-hmm. like, it's OK that we don't have this thing that is like important. Like, I'm just going to sleep this under the rug. And even relationships that like are. Are happy in a lot of ways mm-hmm. may be missing that key component. Yeah, that key component, or haven't reached the depths of emotional vulnerability that their time maybe implicates. Like we've been together for X amount of years, and so I've always known what what now has looked like. Right. We never talked about the past, or like we never had an opportunity to reflect on mm-hmm. you know these things that have happened over the years, and like really be able to talk those things through and get emotionally vulnerable in that way. We've experienced a lot of life together. You don't remember back in 2006? Like, shit was wild. Like, let's talk about that and, like, what you were thinking and feeling and experiencing at that time in a different way. And so it, the other thing for me about emotional vulnerability is that it doesn't stop. Like, it, it has to. Um, yeah. It doesn't it, exist in the value. Yeah, yeah. It, it It is something that you, I feel like, consistently have to choose to do. And it is something that will look different over time. Agreed. Yeah, I you know I think vulnerability is kinda of like a garden, you know. You you gotta do a little bit of work. You know, mm-hmm. some 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 things uh don't require as much work. Mm-hmm. Other things you gotta be on top of it. 
know what I mean? Some some plants, you know what I'm saying? You plant that motherfucker, water it, and you Gucci. Sometimes you ain't even got to water it. You got to water it maybe once every every blue moon, like cactuses and things like that. But some things, like, if you don't water that motherfucker, you're not, you know, tending to it constantly, mm-hmm. that motherfucker going to die. And I think that that is the same when it comes to, like, the, the general relationship and, like, the vulnerability and the stuff that w- within it. Yeah. Agreed. All right. So, final <laughs> food for thought. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I just said mine. I think you did. Yeah. But let's see. Final food for thought about emotional vulnerability. I feel like the the thing that comes to mind for me is that emotional vulnerability has a place in all of your relationships. Mm, facts. Because it is connected to intimacy, you've had an opportunity to practice this in different ways and different forms in, in other relationships. So don't feel like you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing in this context, but you do have a little bit of experience to be able to draw on and lean from, uh, or excuse me, draw from and lean on. Woo. Um, and so use them, like use those experiences as, as your guideposts to help you uh, in a space where you're in a romantic relationship and have uh, a desire to be emotionally vulnerable, um, recreate the the setting if that makes a difference like if you know that you like some of my best conversations have been in this type of environment like if i'm outside laying down like looking up at the stars it's easier for me to be emotionally vulnerable if we are away from technology and like in a different space on the beach something like that it's easier for me to be emotionally vulnerable and so try to do the things that you can to recreate those spaces if it is something as simple as like I need to, you know, feel this about this person before I can be emotionally vulnerable or mm-hmm. the time thing. Like I need to have this much time before mm-hmm. I can be emotionally vulnerable with someone like do what you can to recreate those spaces to make it easier for yourself. And then for whoever you're going to be emotionally vulnerable with, um, hopefully the expectation is that they do the same in return. And so, Give, yeah, that's true. Reciprocity give. has to be yeah, there as like, well. You, remember that it, for all that it took for you to be able to speak your truth and like say things, it may take the same, if not more, for that other person. So try to be as understanding as possible. Mm, that's real. Yeah. What about you, babe? What? Oh, you you just gonna? Yeah, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. Vulnerability take my, is a garden. It's a garden. You got to tend to that bit. Some things need a little bit more care. Some things you can kind of, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to see to as as often. I'm not saying you don't have to see it to at all. I'm saying there's some things you you might need to focus on more often than than others. But at the end of the day, you have to tend to that garden in order for it to flourish, and you know, for you to win best at show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. With that being said, I appreciate each and every one of y'all. We do tuning in for another week of the buffet podcast with Brandon and Siandra. I'm saying please go ahead and you know like you know subscribe leave a comment if you if you feel the need if, mm-hmm. you know if you if you would like let us know how you know how you feel things of that nature tell a friend to mm-hmm. tell a friend to tell their cousin we are also trying to get to 100 subscribers yes 100 100 hoping for some good rates and reviews on apple Podcasts. so 
please if you have not previously rated us reviewed us left a little comment please do we've been checking and looking and we will start to read some of them as soon as we see them um come pop up on uh the apple podcast or youtube or youtube and then if you have a question you want us to discuss on the podcast you can send it to us via email at the buffet pod all one word at gmail.com we might just shout you out and we would be happy to cover a topic that you're interested in all right. With that being said, peace. Bye.